Hey, remember to subscribe and follow my podcast so when I release a new episode, you get a notification. And follow me on Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. I am very active on there. Have a great day and enjoy the episode. So what I say to people is that they need to get a plant and they need to care for it before they have kids because people see this like lifestyle that everyone has and they want it, right? They want a dog, they want a kid, and they think it's all going to be happy families. But the reality is that it's not as simple as just having a kid and everything is happy families. And I know, for example, my mum, she can't care for a plant. It always dies. She overwaters it or she underwaters it and the plant ends up dying. So if you get a plant and you can nurture it and look after it and water it, make sure it's got all the right things that it needs and you talk to the plant with love and care because speaking to plants makes it grow there's science behind how plants and life grows when you speak to it in a positive way and how it will die if you speak to it in a negative way get a plant first and if you can care for your plant then have a kid because too many people these days are having kids and they really don't know how to look after themselves let alone a plant and a dog let alone a kid yeah yeah do you want to know what my opinion is on that yeah, just talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, I think you're definitely right. I think often we we go into this stereotyping of we do have to have kids at a certain age. We do have to have like a family at a certain age. But I think it comes more down to what what you are at your current situation. So let's say right now, I know that I like my family wants me to have like children or wants me to have a family but if I'm not ready to have a family then I'm not going to have a family because I have that peer pressure so I think like what we have to focus on first is actually developing ourselves as we we have to be whole first before we can for example we can't find our happiness in like a partner we can't find our happiness in a kid to just meet the stereotyping so uh, going down to your point of like having a plant and really taking care of that, I think to be able to take care of the plant, you really have to take care of yourself first because you have to make sure that yourself are in the best state first before you can take care of anybody else. And um, going down to like development, I think like we're continuously in development as well, which means that taking care of uh, kids or family or um, like a dog, and it all goes down to like how you how you are as yourself as a person, and you continue to developing. So you're definitely right. You know you can't really have kids if you can't really like take care of like plant first or take care of yourself first. So um, yeah, hundred percent. Like I agree. I agree with you. And that's the thing, right? A lot of um, families they they want to control the generation below so they yeah. want to have grandkids at a certain age for them yeah. so they can be young enough to do things with the grandkids which means the child aka the person below you for example yeah. has to have kids at a certain age and then if you've got any siblings if they've got children then you want yeah. cousins the same age otherwise it becomes imbalanced and it's this thing about forcing this balance in a certain box which simply doesn't exist and if you are not ready to take care of somebody else because you still haven't taken care of yourself then the child's going to miss out on the energy that it needs that you're put into yourself or it's going to be this backwards and forwards mm. where you're giving half to the kid but really you're taking half for yourself and you're taking away from the kid for you the kid's gonna feel that 
energy imbalance and it's going to cause them issues growing up and it's ancestral patterns going down for example your grandparents parents wanted them to have kids at a certain mm. age and their grandparents wanted them yeah. to have kids. it just comes down and unfortunately it will just keep going down unless the pattern is stopped and it's killed and it's it's stopped and it's understood like what's happening and you push back because you're only destroying the foundation below like the pressure you feel the kids will have that pressure and their kids will have that pressure because if all of their uncles and aunties okay your brothers and sisters are having kids at a certain age then when they have kids they're going to see okay well all my cousins are this age and all my uncles are this age I need to have kids at this age so I'm the same age as everyone else and everyone's feeling the same pressure that's simply non-existent it's all made up and unfortunately age and lifestyle I'm half Singapore we feel mm. a lot of pressure from people above. English people, it's just like, get on and do what you fucking want. But a lot of Indian families, yeah. cultural, like Western <laughs> people, they all feel the pressure from the generation below. And they put you yeah. into this trap of being a certain way because they had it from their parents. And it's not right or wrong. It's just what they've always known. But you've got to push yeah. back. Otherwise, the pattern just rolls on. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. Like, I, I know how that feels because I, my parents are Chinese. And especially as a woman uh, living in a Western culture, I know in China itself, they have this term called leftover women, leftover women that are like over an age of 30 that are not married yet because they have been focusing on their career. They have been focusing on themselves first and being classified as a left leftover woman means that this woman is not not as desirable. They are classified by their peers as somebody that has some issues with their life because they are not married by a certain age. But that comes down to like the parents, like what traditionally was accepted because my mom married at the age of 18, had children when she was like 19. But now everything is so different. Like people have been involved and people want to focus on themselves first and then feed into like next generation because if you really think about it like if you are at the age of 18 or 19 what do you know you haven't really seen anything in life and what I find like so beautiful right now is I went to like a journey of like really self-development who am I as a person and now who, who do I want to develop as my next generation because if I know who I, what I want to be as a person myself and be whole and complete I know how the best way is to kind of like bring up my children to be like to be 100% themselves, to do like passions and pers uh, pursue their, um, their things they love. Because we are at this age of now, like you think right now, we are all like into like self-development, personal development. And it's amazing because this kind of like right now, you can like find something that you love to do and make it your like everyday life. And this is something that I would love to like pass to like the next generation, not even like my own children, but like my nieces, my cousins, uh, everybody that is asking like, what do I want to do when I grow up? I will not say like, oh, you have to be like a lawyer. You have to like study finance because that's where the money is made. Who actually wants to do like finance? It's just all about numbers, right? It just blocks us like, okay, if you study finance, you have a secure job doesn't mean that you are that you're like happy in your life just because you're making money because money doesn't make you happy what makes you happy is doing things you love building amazing relationships giving back to the community and that's like what you should focus on rather than like chasing for the money because money will come as long as you do things out of passion so 
I think like the pressure of having expectations from like family, especially like Asian family, like Chinese family, they all have to, they have to certain, uh, certain boxes that you have to like uh, cooperate in. Right. I'm the youngest. I am now 31 years old. And for that, for everybody else, like my aunties, my mom, they think that's something wrong with me, but it's nothing, something, nothing wrong with me at all. Like I, I know, I don't think, I know for a fact that I'm much happier than anybody, any person in my family, just because I've been on the journey of like, what is real happiness? And happiness comes, doesn't come from like external factors. It doesn't come from money. It doesn't come from like your family meeting that expectation. Happiness comes from like what I classify as happiness and happiness comes from self-love. And self-love is something that you can only find in yourself and nowhere else. So um, I, I just really think there are no boxes for me because growth happens outside of your comfort zone, outside of yourself, outside of the known. And that is where growth is. And that is where you're going to find your, your true potential, your passion, your love, your everything. So um, yeah, like 100% agree. Like those <clears throat> patterns, traditions, it's, uh, it's something that is really old school. Yes, yeah, so that's the thing, you see, is that we are the first generation that has been given everything from the generation before. Our mm-hmm. parents, our grandparents, our grandparents' parents, they all have to yeah. literally work themselves to otherwise they would die. Essentially, an animal, if it doesn't migrate to find food, it will die. We're the first generation where our parents are doing everything for us, sacrificing them. All the generations before, they're all trying to survive, basically. So now the gener- the pattern has changed mm-hmm. where you can't, it's not just rolling, rolling, rolling anymore. It's like if you were gay, say, 50 years ago, you'll be kicked out the house you'd be like isolated that's that's a no-no but now it's more accepting so you can't still be hating on gay people and like it was 50 years ago because patterns have changed society has changed you have to adapt it's almost like if Mm. the weather's changed you have to migrate and what we all do is we have a house and when winter comes we just buy log firewood so we stay in a cold place and we're here because we've got heat but really we should have migrated so our our parents are the last generation of having to essentially struggle. And all they see is their parents pushing it down and saying, you must do this because everyone else did that. In their day, everyone around them, friends and family, school friends, neighbours, all feel the same pressures and they all have kids, all get the same type of job. For the first time ever, our generation, it's flipped. It's been going down, 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 down. Now it's starting to go up. It's almost like a car has been pushed down a hill. And 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 how do you stop stop that car from going further and further and further and the answer is mm. that you have to essentially go behind the car tie it to a lamppost or a rock so it stops halfway and that is the same as teaching our parents what is going on they see it as you'll be an awkward child they see it as you're rebelling something's wrong with you why can't you be normal like i was the same i flipped my parents i flipped it my parents were just like why can't you be normal why have you got to be like this why could you get a normal job why have you not got a girlfriend why couldn't you move out i knew they would never understand me just pushing back and saying i am I am normal. You don't understand. They don't understand. You have to teach them. So you have to, as I said, Mm. go behind the car, a.k.a. sit our parents down and say to them, look, I understand that cousin, uncle, nephew, whatever, are doing this. Yeah. I understand that our grandparents would have pushed us into doing this. 
Life has changed. Everything is online these days. You can't just make a shop, make a business. It's not the same. Look how many companies have gone mm. bust around the world because of like the COVID situation. Life isn't the same as it was for you, Papa and Mama. So you have to understand that circumstances are different. Now, I know you want what's best for me, but you need to understand that my happiness comes first. And you say to them, do you want me to be happy? It's almost like you need to explain to them that you need to become on the same page. That you need, yeah. They need to feel your pain and emotion. If they can't feel pain yeah. and emotion, they naturally want to nurture and protect as parents, not knowing that you are a parent up until 18 and I'm not a child anymore. So now I have to... I have to find my own way. But parents, they see themselves as the parent forever. Even their wisdom mm. doesn't mean that, even their wisdom is all ages. Like a fucking seven-year-old yeah. would be more wise than an 80-year-old man. So you have to teach yeah. your parents, say, look, life has changed. If you want me to be happy, I need to do this. And you have to teach them that life isn't the same until they surrender and accept, essentially like the child's gay, for example. Look, Dad, I know that um, we're all Christian and God says you can't be gay, but you want me to be happy, right? Yes. Well, I love this person who's a man. Do you look, I, I'm happy. I'm really happy, Dad. Do you want me to be happy? They need to connect. They need to feel that mm. connection and the empathy and the sympathy and they will come around. And that is how you break the patterns. As I said, I broke my parents' patterns of what could you be normal, what can you get a job? Because I spent two years teaching them every single thing about enlightenment, spiritual awakening, how the world works, how governments work, how school systems, medication industry, doctors, normal, what's normal, why they had that belief, parent, ancestors. I taught, I reprogrammed my parents because they had yeah. such a in effect on me growing up. Like they were the leaders, they were in control, that I listened to them. Everything had to go through them that they just kept funneling it down and I had to essentially reprogram them otherwise I wouldn't I couldn't be in the same room as them because we would just be two different people like they were deaf and I was blind so they were deaf and I could hear like yeah. how do you communicate you can't so I had to basically heal the reason why they were deaf now they hear yeah. me yeah no I 100% agree and I don't think there is a right and wrong between anybody because my parents, they they know what they know and they don't know what they don't know, right? So them kind of like getting into a world, especially now that everything is like digital. Like you can see, you can from China, you can see Holland, you can see London, you can see everything, right? And everything is just so exposed there right now on the internet. And I think like the, the, the eyes are opening at the moment, but we can't really like, I, I think like for me, I can't really blame my parents of not knowing what the digital age is, but not knowing that you can make, make money online. You can be, be, have a business online. You can be like a coach. You can have like an online business because they just don't know what they don't know. And I agree with you. We have to educate them because as long as they know what, what progress you are making, that they are in loop of your life, because that's kind of like the caring, the controlling of like, you're my child. I want the best for you. And I just want you to be happy. But the happiness definition might not be my happiness definition. And if you can explain to them, like what actually makes you happy, then they can understand that that is your happiness. And that's what you are striving to. So for example, like, um, like, going back to culture, right? Like Chinese culture, it's all about status. It's all about like, you have to have a certain car, you have to have a certain house, uh, you have to have a certain job. At that 
is happiness for you. But out if it's outside uh, outside all the material stuff, it's not really like some like subst- substantial. There's nothing there. So like my happiness doesn't come from material things. The happiness comes from so many other things, right? Like that that you can um, uh, enlighten your peers, can you, that you can contribute to them, and on this making them understand what your definition of happiness is and educating them makes them like more aligned to what you're actually working to. And I'll tell you like this, um, for my, for my parents, like my mom is a Tai Chi teacher, right? She knows about energy. She knows about Chi, but for her to understand that things have developed so much more that actually like Tai Chi is not only, uh, like exercise, it's not, it's not only flow. And if you flow, then you can get so many things that make you aligned, make you balanced, and can make you achieve so much more. I will tell you, for example, I love dancing. And dancing is something for me that explores my creativity. It makes me grounded. It makes me like expand. It's like meditation for me. My dad could not understand for a very, very long time that I love dancing. And after school, I was going to dance for three hours every single day, except for the weekends. But that's what my, my, my drive came from. Because dance for me is not movement only. It's not exercise. It's so much more. It's creativity. It's, it's learning, constantly developing yourself, pushing out boundaries. It's pushing yourself, pushing your capability perfected and then you still perfect it so it all starts with uh with you what you can and that's what i have been doing all my life you know me uh being an expert in london right an expat and moving away from netherlands because i'm dutch but because I'm neither Chinese as a person. And that's why I think it's so important right now that you have a brand that is so solid, like an identity who you are as a person. And it's not bound to like what your culture is. It's not about to like who your parents are. It's not about like where you're from or where you've grown up or what your education is. It's who you are as a person and what your beliefs are and what your norms and values are. And that is, for me, that is like enlightening for me. And enlightening just happened when I start to recognize that I'm stuck at the moment. I'm stuck. I have a good job. I did like my master's, you know, like, like so many scholarships. I don't even have any debt. And I was like thinking, I'm stuck. But why do I feel stuck? Because is this not what life is about? Having a good job, working for one of the biggest companies? Is that not what life is about? And then you start thinking and then you start finding answers on what is actually happiness what actually fuels my body what actually fuels my mind and the knowledge that i got was out of books but it was actually a lot about like the people around me and people around me that were also speaking for information and those people were actually in my journey on becoming more open to what is happening around me but it's actually happening it's it's nothing you can sense you can smell it 
And then you're gonna, going to start, okay, actually, happiness for me is, is what they say like uh, in this book um, um, about happiness is the gap between your expectations and your reality. And if you don't meet your expectations, that means there is no happiness because your reality doesn't meet that. But what if there is no expectations? What if we can just flow with life and reach a goal that is even like more beautiful or even better than what you had in mind as your expectations? That's like flowing in life. And that's like how feeling like grounded, having like those four elements like fire, earth, wind, and water when you just flow in life. And then you reach so much more than you ever expected. And that goes down to like what people have like, this is my box and this is what I'm operating in. But you can't see like everything around that box because nobody's going around that box. But if you as a person are going around that box, many things and many ideas will be born outside of the comfort zone. And that's why for me, I don't want to operate in that box. And that's why I love dance because nothing is in boxes. You know, when you make a mistake, you make a new dance move out of it. And that's life for me. That is life. You know, you flow. And then when you go into the flow state, you like discover so many amazing things that you never thought of discovering before. That, that's like the, for me, that's, that's actually the beauty in life. Yeah, that's the thing that our parents only know what they knew growing up. Yeah. And when they grow up, there wasn't any phones, there wasn't technology, there wasn't really probably any TVs and radios mm. back then, right? So they, and as you said, if they are doing the same for they've been doing for the last 20 years, which is going to work, going on walks, making certain mm. foods, they don't yeah. know what's out there in the rest of the world. They aren't looking at what's going on in other countries around the world and online because they're not focused on that whereas our consciousness is made up of all the stuff that's happening online we see like a a dance tribe in bali we want to go to bali and then we mix with all these people who are awakened now our conscious and our thoughts are, are on awakening stuff whereas when we left our parents think we're just still thinking about finance or going for a job interview or going for a walk in the local park right what you focus on you then become more of and and you now are exposed mm-hmm. to that you need more of that it's it's actually dangerous like online is good but the bad side of the world online is that we've been exposed to so much amazing stuff around the world that nothing is ever enough because there's always yeah. something better whereas you know back on our parents days they just had a one job at like you know finance accountant work at a pub be a coach it's simple choose one and then do it forever so there is good mm-hmm. and bad um but what I would say to the parent situation is sit each parent down individually and ex- just have a deep conversation with them. Now, I found that when my parents kept saying a certain way, I would always push back and try and teach them in an argument. And you can't teach them while having an argument because they just want to win. So you've got to sit them down when they're least expecting it one on one and say, look, this is what's happening. I want to talk to you about what I'm doing in my life. But I feel that I can't because every time I tell you something, you get angry and I love you and I don't want to get you to get angry because then I get angry and I get upset and you want what's best for me and then I end up don't want to hurt your feelings and so that's just the problem occurs over and over and over and over again and eventually you have a one-on-one chat with each parent until you feel like they truly understand and get to you like you're heard so you listen to Mm. them they hear you you hear them they listen to you you say dad tell me 
how it makes you feel the fact that I'm not like your sister or your brother and he'll he's then heard and then once each yeah. person's been heard you now are willing to listen because you've both been heard so you do that with your dad then you do it with your mum and then you bring them together because you're all on the same page it's like having a mum speaks Indian you speak Chinese your dad speaks Jamaican you, you're all on different yeah. languages different pages so you got to go to your mum yeah. teach her Chinese go to your dad teach him Chinese mm-hmm. then you sit down together and you all speak Chinese I'm telling you this experience yeah. that you can't I try to teach my parents and they would bounce off each other so I'd say look you don't understand life is like this. I'll speak it to my mum and then my dad would chip in and influence my mum and then she'll see, see, he thinks he's, he's thinking the same, you're wrong. So you can't dig gang up on you basically because they just want to be right rather than hear truth. Yeah. So you have to teach each individual person so you now have an established a rapport that you both get the purpose of this. Do the same to the other parent and then when you bring them together, they won't, they will both understand you in a different way. And now you have this like threesome of knowledge and awareness and wisdom. And as you said, it's our job as enlightened beings not to punish the people who don't understand us, but to enlighten them with new knowledge that if they knew, they'd understand. But it's not their fault that they don't know it. It's not their fault. Like, it's so easy to respond negatively to a person who's being negative, but no. they don't understand. All they've known is negativity and to just argue and shout, and, and they don't know any different. And we are the ones who have the gift, who know about forgiveness and enlightenment and being positive. That's not their fault. They're still our parents, and we either want them in our life, we don't. And if we do, yeah. we have to be happy and they have to understand that in order for me to be in the same room as you, we've got to be on the same page. Otherwise, I'm not going to want to be here, which is not what I really want. It's not what you really want. So we have to compromise. And then that's where the yeah. communication comes in. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I actually had a thought about this the other day. And um, I had a breakthrough. My breakthrough was in the Chinese culture, what parents do, they basically say, really, I want you to go to school. I want you to get a job. And you don't just do that. So we are conditioned. We are conditioned to not speak up. We don't are not conditioned to kind of like argue because what your parents say you do, you just execute, right? So that's why they always automatically go into this leader type of role. But right now, there is no leader type of role anymore because there are like different dynamics, right? My, my niece is 10 years old. She teaches my mom everything about the iPad because my mom doesn't know, right? So it's kind of like a dynamic of like, we teach each other. It's not about what you say is necessarily right, but you have a different kind of opinion. And this is my opinion. And my breakthrough was, is as a Chinese person, I'm very open-minded. I'm, I'm very outspoken because I have my own opinion. And I had it for a very long time that I had a blockage of, I could not express my opinion. And I was thinking like, where is it coming from? And then I know that subconsciously it was coming from my childhood that I had this belief in myself that I was maybe not good enough to have my own opinion. I was not good enough to, uh, to choose my own directions because I, I was conditioned to kind of just follow. Uh, you can always follow, you know, uh, um, my, my parents are a leader and I'm also a follower and I could not a leader be a leader myself because I had the belief that I would be always be a follower until I had that breakthrough that I realized why am I thinking that I'm not good enough 
Then I realized it's conditioned subconsciously from like childhood, from when you are young. Because mind you, in the Western culture, it's not it's not like that. Like people have their and they will like because it's just like conversation. They are sometimes rude. I don't agree with that because because you can always be respectful. But they are very conditioned to have their own opinion. But in my culture, it wasn't like that because that's like the traditional culture. You follow how it's led, right? But nowadays, it's like uh, liberal. You know, you have your your own opinions. You have your own way of doing things, and and that's why I had this breakthrough of I want to study abroad. I want to be an expert abroad because, mind you, if you go abroad and you live growing because don't you don't have like influence of people that are familiar to you you know you don't have like the support of your friends or the influence because then you start to understand that you're growing outside of everybody's opinion around you and what you report back to your parents the relationship that i have with my parents right now is so much better than ever had to be when we were together in the same household all the time, when they see everything that you do, but they don't see everything that you do because they kind of like see what they want to see, but they don't actually want to see, right? They're like, oh, you, you know, you are every day at home. You're just dancing, you're just going to school. What, when are you going to do anything with your life? But when you report back, you know, you can like make those moments appreciative, right? You appreciate the little moments that you have with your parents. I report back to my parents. I say like, you know, because I'm showing that I'm the bigger person. Like, my mom has, like, a tantrum of she's, like, upset with my sister or whatever it is. And, you know, like, because I've been working on myself a lot. I'm telling my mom, I'm like, you know, why are you upset? You know, why why are you affected by this? Because you should be just enjoying your life. You're, like, old now. You know, you don't work. Just go out for dinner. Just enjoy it. Go to the park. Just enjoy things that you love doing. You don't have to be. It's a choice to be involved in certain situations. And then my mom was like, oh, you're actually like grown, you know, you're teaching me something. And then she's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm having more respect for you because you being grounded and teaching me something, I never had that before. They never experienced that from any of my siblings, right? That I'm teaching them like, this is, you know, don't be affected by it. Just choose, you can choose. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to be angry what are you choosing yeah if it doesn't make you happy just take a step away occupy you with so many things there is a choice of things that you can do in life so many things even like now we are in quarantine quarantine yeah self-isolated people ask me like you live by yourself what are you doing I'm like, I'm enjoying myself so much. I've been just doing three days of just dancing, pure dancing from day to night. And like, I've been doing, like, today I'm off. Today I'm off, I, uh, I'm not working. And I actually have four days that I'm not doing anything. But at the same time, like, I am really enjoying my life, spending that time by myself, you know, learning who I am as a person. And like, when you are happy with who you are as a person, having those mantras, right? Uh, I, I like I feel like I'm still growing. You know, what what time then right now have you ever experienced before that everything around you is kind of like not moving, but you are moving yourself? Because it's always all it's always the opposite, right? Like you are standing still, everything around you is like moving so quickly. But right now, 
everything around you is kind of like stale, but you as a person can grow so much more. And then when everything is open, you see that peak. You know that the top of the iceberg when you kind of only see that part that people are um, uh, actually the success of people have. They have been really rooting for it. They have doing like so much groundwork, and that's kind of like what we can establish right now when we are indoors. So I completely went to like a different direction, but I just felt that I had to, <laughs> had to kind of like uh, uh, mention that. So um, yeah. I think, I think everything with uh, external factors should not really affect us if we feel that we have a strong identity ourselves. Yeah, that's very true. For the first time ever, outside is quiet and we are outside is quiet and we are like active, whereas normally it's the outside that's so active. Yeah. And we are not quiet. So I get what Fear you're saying. Out. <laughs> yeah, normally the outside yeah. um, controls the inside, but right now there's nothing to do on the outside. So now we are yeah. forced to control the inside. Like we've got to yeah. find stuff to do rather than just going with the flow wherever everything is. Like if there's in a concert, an event, you just go there like an autopilot. You never have time to for yourself. You never have time to find who you are. And people are so bored that they now have literally time to find yeah. who they are. Like people don't appreciate silence. Like you're saying how you enjoy your company just doing nothing. No one ever has the opportunity to even begin to enjoy doing nothing. It's always I need to do something because that's all they've ever known. Doing nothing is really enjoyable. Like just going for a walk and finding a ladybird in the kitchen like and looking at it and counting its spots. Like that's all there is to life. Just being present and observing. Like people are always trying to do something else that they can't see. And that's why, you know, a lot of people are unhappy because they're always chasing another high, which isn't, it doesn't really exist. It's all man-made, as you can see. Everything in life is man-made because everything that's shut down is man-made. What the fuck yeah. are you going to do? You're bored, nothing. So you're forced to, like, it's, it's good to go to the pub and go to the cinema and do stuff because that's just what our life is now, like, take advantage of it. But you don't know when you're going to have to do nothing. So at least if you know who you are, and you find the things you enjoy, walking, nature, painting and drawing and stuff, you've always got that as backup. And actually, when you suddenly find yourself really wanting to do something, you won't force it to happen. You'll just surrender and be like, oh, something happens, I'll do it. But I've always got my painting to do. And you start to really enjoy yeah. doing nothing. Like, think about it when you're sitting down painting for like half an hour, you're silent, you're not really thinking, you're drawing. And you've had like essentially half an hour of meditation that you never, ever, yeah. ever would ever get to have. And mm. um, everything does a full circle. Everything balances itself out. People are too dependent on everything else apart from themselves. Food, money, yeah. time, attention spam. This is good for humans because you're getting, you're now having time to yourself. Like, I do I love my partner because he's pissing me off all the time because you're in isolation with him. So now mm. you might be awesome and find another person you will see things about yourself that you don't realize because you now have the opportunity to stuff that wouldn't really exist. So essentially it's just everyone's semicircles attracting semicircles. Everyone's mm -hmm. half moons. Now it's like people are becoming three quarter moon where they eventually will be become a moon and they will not put up with half moons anymore. They will only want a pure glowing yeah. full moon or nothing at all. And eventually because you are full moon, you won't want any, thing else because when you have yourself you don't seek anything else so it's 
everyone's going from dependent to independent. Um, yeah. There's a rainbow through every storm, basically. Yeah, no, 100%. I think it's actually really interesting because I was telling you that I'm writing my book and I was actually writing about this, about, you know, that because everything is always moving around us, we have this fear of missing out and we're always in action, you know, we always want to do something, we always want to be in that pub, have all these conversations and be out and about, you know, because then you can kind of like, oh, you know, I was in the cinema, I had a really, really nice weekend. But nobody ever actually is really interested in you when you say like, oh, actually I had a really nice time by myself because you want to kind of like have that, that people that are interested in you because you have like good stories, you're like interesting, right? But because we are so conditioned of like that external val- validation that um, gives us like our self-worth. But when I was actually um, uh, really thinking about what I'm doing indoors at the moment is actually not even like in action. I'm not even in action, but I'm in action, if that makes sense. Because I'm not actioning things, but I'm listening. I'm listening and observing. I'm listening to how do I feel today? What makes me feel good? Yeah. If, if something makes me feel good, I should do more about this. How do I observe things, right? Like if I feel my body, like how does it feel? And if I observe, like, how is the weather like? If the if it's gray outside, how does it affect my mood? Because if it's gray outside, I don't know if you have that, but if it's gray outside, I'm really, I feel like down. I feel like down when the sun's out there. I feel like, oh, I'm happy, I'm alive. And you start observing things. And then you're actually studying yourself because you are not in action externally, but you are in action when you actively listen and you observe how you feel. So I'll tell you this, for example, I was reading a book about listening and observing because we always feel like that, that we always have to talk. You know, you're the center of the attention and people love, um, and you kind of like feel like, oh, you know, like people are listening to me. I get that validation. But actually like the extra, that the strength comes actually from listening and observing. So for example, when you are out on the table, you have like a girl and a guy together. Um, you are, you always feel like, oh, you know, I want to tell my story because I want that person to find me like interesting, you know, and I want to tell my entire story about my life. But if you have told your story, there's more to discover about you. Whereas the person that's listening is listening and he's observing and you feel good because you have somebody that's listening to you and you feel like validated. Yeah. And that listener is actually better to respond to you because he's actually listen to you the point that he's um, so much stronger because he was present and in the moment listening to you rather than be like in action so when you are listening and really observing you are better in terms of like how can you uh, how can you be in control of that situation and act on what you have observed and listened so listening and observing is so much more powerful than being in action and that's why it's so important right now being indoors. I'm actually so happy being indoors, right? Because we always have like these silent meditation retreats. I never really have to be in an actual silent retreat and getting like our listening and observation on point because now we're going to discover what the, the, the demand is for people right now. People love online courses at the moment. People are doing education online. People are not going outside anymore to um, to restaurants or 
doing physical really listen and observe you can see what's actually going out there and when you're agile and being able to adapt you will thrive because you have listened and observed rather than doing but not getting any results so doing for non-results having no results so i think i think um uh yeah everything around you is now still at the moment and for you it's so important to be now ahead of somebody else because you have the time to be listening and observing <clears throat> if that makes sense um i've got about five minutes before i have to stop the call so plug any website social medias just quickly and then we'll continue for five minutes afterwards so just say okay, anything cool. you want to promote <laughs> all right so you can find me on youtube way official instagram way official w-e-i-y-i and an official and um, my Facebook page is Wei. And then I also have uh, written a book called Dateable True Dance. So Nine Secrets to Happiness uh, from a dancer's uh, perspective. Um, so yeah, that's out quite soon. And it will be even more about the evolution of like dancing, uh, flow, life, um, development. So yeah, those are actually ones that you can find me on. Yeah. That's it. Right. So, so, you, so the yeah, the thing about um the the happiness thing about yeah action like being yeah, sorry, hang on the the listening and observing is powerful because when you use when you for example if you go through London everyone's just rushing. What I love to do is I love to walk even slower so it seems like time is sped up. So imagine I'm walking mm. like at a certain pace and they are. If I walk slower, it seems like they're going quicker, but really I'm just walking slower. And you see everything just go past you. It's almost like in a film where they stand in the middle of Times Square and they speed up the cameras and you see everyone just zooming past. Well, that person is observing and is is aware of everything and he's not letting the outside control him. He's controlling himself and listening and observing rather than going with the flow. It really is powerful when you're in a room which is flowing, but yet you're not flowing. So you're the one who's in a pub, quiet, listening to and observing everyone and what they're drinking and how she's not actually drinking her wine. And I wonder why that is. Like maybe she's pregnant, but you wouldn't have seen that if you're just constantly mm. flowing. And you're seeing how that person's ate three packs of crisps and he's a fatty, fatty bum bum. <laughs> and you just see things that you don't normally see if you're in action. And that is interesting how for the first time we're not in action and outside is in an action, whereas before it was everything else is in action. And we are in action. So it literally has flipped. Um, I mean, just looking at nature and animals and trees, you see it more, you appreciate it more because there's nothing else to look at. Like, I find myself looking at birds just, wow, I've never seen that bird before. Watching that bird sort of fly back and forwards and where's it going? You wouldn't have seen that before because you were always getting ready to go to the gym or getting to go to work or having to do something now it's just like well it's fuck all to do I'm just going to watch that bird and see what it does and then you realize that you've got a, a bird's nest in your loft that you didn't really know about because mm -hmm. you're always thinking in your head about something even though you're not physically doing something you're just always in your head like thinking I need to do this I need to do that um yeah it's uh it's it's an awakening it literally is humans are awakening and what i find amazing is that no matter what country you go to no matter what country i speak to somebody on a podcast with 
it seems to all be the same, irrelevant to like culture and religion. Everyone seems to be going through the same thing, that that universal like pressure and the universal awakening for more. It is phenomenal. For the first time, you've got different cultures and tribes kind of agreeing on the same thing, whereas it's always been about your different tribe, your different culture, your different religion. It really is interesting. It's like the human consciousness is coming together aside from anything else like this flu can wipe out any human relevant to religion relevant to your gay relevant to how much money you're earning um it's made everyone realize that cultural religion it's all led nonsense we're just human beings and that's your belief and that's okay um because a little fucking flu that doesn't even you can't even see could literally wipe out everything and so nothing matters anymore we've taken everything for granted like medicines vaccines food on your table we've never had it like this where it's just gone like just like that yeah it's um i don't think it's like completely gone in my opinion i think it's just like we have to adapt to like a new normal what they call right and the new normal is for me i, I actually like the new normal i know like a lot of people hate me when i say this but i actually like the new normal because you're not always on the go right which is say like living in the present like living in the right now and seeing things that you have never seen before but they have always been there that is something that we should appreciate in our life and even with ourselves right certain things like be me every day for right now i have been doing exercise for 30 minutes in the morning every single day and that appreciation and kind of like giving myself a shoulder tap that i've been doing that that is something that we don't we do it often because we always go to the next thing but you know i've done well and i can do so much better as well yeah and then being like grateful for what we actually have and enjoying that with ourselves and with the people that you know that we may be quarantined with so i think that is like something so beautiful and we just should like really appreciate that 100%. Right, I've got to wrap this up. I'm going to press for a stop, so wait there, and I'll just say goodbye. Okay? Yeah. If you've enjoyed this episode, I have many more for you to listen to, so go back and have a look at the old ones. Also, make sure that you have subscribed and notifications are turned on, so you know when I've released a new one. Follow me on Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. Have a great day.